It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 6.08 on a Saturday morning. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener. We're here at the Pike Nursery at 20, 2,500, 2,900, 2,900. All right, it's a big Pike Nursery on Johnson Ferry Road. All right, you see the big yellow sign that says P-I-K-E in front? That's the one we're here at Johnson Ferry Road this morning. Mickey Gasway, of course, from Pike Nursery here with me as well. Both of us wrapped up a little bit out in the greenhouse. All right, she's wrapped Some up a lot out in the greenhouse. It'll warm up soon. We will be here this morning until 9 o'clock, and the great news is our friends at Chick-fil-A are delivering biscuits in about 45 minutes. We're picking them up at 630 and the first 100 people who get here will get the benefit of a Chick-fil-A biscuit and some Chick-fil-A coffee. And we're going to be looking forward to that. So if you have an appetite, come join us. Again, Pike Nursery, 2900 Johnson Ferry Road, East Cobb location. We're here waiting on you. We've got lots of stuff to give away, including, well, I should say the first thing that I brought in, and I'm sort of happy to get out of my car, is <laughs> sample bags. This is good stuff, but it, it does, good. it does, okay, milorganite. Milorganite is made, of course, of human, milorganite comes from the fine people of Milwaukee. <laughs> and milorganite, I have these little sample bags. Do not put them on your Chick-fil-A sandwich. It will not taste good. But if you take this milorganite and put it in your garden, you would not believe the benefit of this right. nice, slow-release, organic fertilizer. Uh, everybody who comes today gets a little sample pack of that for free. That'll be fun. Chateau Elan is giving us a night at Chateau Elan at the clubhouse, I believe it's called, and a couple's massage, or if it's just one of you, you can get two massages right in a row if you really want to be crazy about that. One night stay at the inn at Chateau Elan and a 50-minute couple's massage, or two, as I mentioned, individual massages. You can run that as well. We've got WSB t-shirts. We've got all sorts of stuff coming on. Chick-fil-A at Woodland, I should, Woodlawn, I should say, is the benefactors of our Chick-fil-A today. we got calls lining up already this morning. Our number is 404-872-0750. But the first thing I want to talk about today is dedicated to many of my audience members at a six o'clock hour on the Lawn and Garden Show, because I know, because I've talked to many police, firemen, EMTs, doctors, pilots, flight attendants, people who have something to do with the medical and emergency services. And it has to do, you've read this, right, Mickey? You read this in the paper about the guy earlier this week who filled his lawnmower full of explosives and shot it. No, you no did I did not read that. Well, I'm mm -hmm. going to say about mm -hmm. it anyway, because this comes in the chapter we call People Dumber Than Us. And I make, <laughs> no, I make no excuses for this. Darwin is a cruel master. And yeah. one would think, one would think that high explosives would not be available to just any Jim, Bob, and Harriet who wants to go into a store. But indeed, you can go to some of the larger outdoor stores in, in Atlanta and buy the stuff called Tannerite. 
And tannerite is nothing but ammonium nitrate. Mickey Gasway, we've used ammonium nitrate as a yeah. fertilizer for nine zillion years. But if you mix ammonium nitrate with powdered aluminum, it becomes very explosive. Although separately from each other, not explosive at all. It makes your petunias grow great. <laughs> so if you take powdered aluminum and ammonium nitrate and you mix them together in a certain proportion, you can put them in little bitty bags and put them on targets, and people use them for target practice. That's why they're sold at the, at the sporting goods stores. But this being America and people being not as well educated and not having as much common sense as they should, people will do dumb things with tannerite. And in this particular case, Monroe, Georgia, Walton County, a place where I, they have high schools in Walton County. People graduate from high schools. Evidently, this guy did not. He loaded his lawnmower full of tannerite and then started shooting at it with an automatic rifle because it has to have a high-impact, high-velocity bullet to set the stuff off. It's that safe. It takes a really big impact to set it off. As always, there is a YouTube video of this. <laughs> this is a tragedy. This is not something you want to go see, but I'm just saying, don't do this. Because he put this lawnmower full of tannerite and he shot it with his gun. And when he couldn't hit it with his gun, when he was far off, he started walking towards it. Bam, 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 bam. And his buddies started making fun of it. You can't shoot the lawnmower with your gun? What's going on with you? Bam, walking forward. Bam. Well, tragedy ensued. Mr. Monroe, Walton County. The lawnmower exploded, and some part of the lawnmower came towards him and sadly knocked off the bottom of his leg, right below the knee. Mm. Yeah, I'll let that set in for just a minute here. This explosive, a legal lawnmower, a legal gun, shot at it a few times, and his bottom of his knee is, or leg, is now gone. He went to the emergency room, fortunately survived. I guess next time you'll have to have a riding lawnmower. Vicky Gasaway, I will mention to you that if you go on YouTube and type the word Tannerite, <laughs> okay. this brand name explosive product, there are a lot of people who have about the same amount of common sense because they put them into the lawnmower and then set the lawnmower going and then aim at the lawnmower as it crosses across the field to see if they can you know, like leading an animal or when you're hunting or something like that, well, they're shooting at lawnmowers full of explosives. And there are enough of them where the guy said, whoa, that was big. And probably many of them started with, hey, Bubba, hold my beer. Watch this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to say much else about this other than to say explosives, guns, lawnmowers. Next year, our legislators will probably pass a lot of repeal the ownership of lawnmowers because they're so dangerous to us. I don't know how that's all going to work out. But anyway, let's go to the phones. Let's go to somebody cheerful, like our friend Nicole down in Griffin, Georgia. Nicole, hey, good morning. Hello, both of you. Nicole. Mr. Reeves. Scott, we cannot hear Nicole. We need a little volume on the Nicole button there so we can hear her talk a little bit louder. No, no, Scott. Tell you what, I'll put Nicole back on hold here, and we'll get Nicole when we can. So bottom line, 
If you're going to do dumb things in the world, call us first, and I'll give you the number, 404-872-0750, and you can ask Mickey Gasway and myself, and we have enough common sense between us to at least fill a pint jar. I believe the two of us can give you things that we would do. Now, you know, most people would not pick up a poisonous snake. Most people would not include at least one of the two of us sitting behind the table at Pike Nursery this morning because one of us did pick up a snake, and... Gasway, let's just talk for a minute about what happened to the snake. I saved his life. That's good. Awesome. Fabulous. <laughs> Point at me. And that little finger that Mickey Gasway has that got bitten by that snake, which still remains alive and with us, uh, that pointer finger don't work more very good pointing this morning. Let's but if, if snakes get... ever take over the world, I've got it made, and you don't. you got a friend. That's exactly That's right. right. If snakes take over the world, Mickey Gasway will be the queen Oh, the snakes. Hey, Nicole, good morning. Mr. Reef. Miss Nicole. Good morning, Nicole. Hi, how you doing? We're doing fine. So we don't have very many minutes left because I got on that rant about the other guy, but you wanted to talk about something a little dangerous this morning, Nicole. What'd you find? I, I changed my mind. That's too long of a subject. But I was <laughs> telling you, Mr. Reef, do you know how many people are going to try that today? Well, I thought about this, Nicole, before I went on the air this morning to talk about the explosives. And I thought, you know, most of the audience, as I mentioned earlier, are truck drivers, people who have sense. Truck drivers, as you all know, have a lot of sense. Doctors, emergency room technicians, nurses, and people like that. Hunters, people who are listening to us from the uh, O'Neill Williams Great Outdoors show. And so I know they have good sense. It's the people who don't. That's who I was trying to avoid inciting to violence this morning. Oh, because they don't get up early, that's why. I noticed it in the <laughs> I noticed in the news article describing this whole incident that the sheriff said, Yeah, we get a lot of comments about this. If you hear a big boom that rattles your windows, that's somebody out there playing with that tannerite again. So uh, it is a common thing. I don't believe myself I've ever heard it, not in the suburbs of Atlanta, but have you, Nicole, ever heard this big boom in the windows rattle? Uh, no, and I'm not looking forward to it. You're not looking forward to it either. I mean, at least now you know what it could be. It's probably not somebody um, out there with a uh, tire that blew up or a big firecracker or something like that. So we shall see. Hopefully not. none of my information will be used to uh, damage anybody or any lawnmowers that might be riding around innocently right now. But I'm looking at the clock again, Nicole. I do apologize. I do want to talk about wasps sometime real soon with you, but we got to get out of here right now. Nicole, wonderful talking to you again. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your day, too. We'll see you soon, Nicole, from Griffin GA at 618. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. Can you swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes a spider-man. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Bottom line, it's going to be cloudy today, 30% chance of rain. 
Low in the low 70s, or high, I should say, the low 70s. 50% chance tonight and increasing a little bit tomorrow for rain. Lows in the mid-50s overnight. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And the reason for the Spider-Man theme song there is because our friend Santa Charlie, who has moved to Florida but has figured out how to use his computer to listen to us, is on the line to ask about spiders. Santa Charlie, (laughs) hey, good morning. Hey, man. Happy Easter yeah, to you as uh, well. Yeah, last night I was out taking the dogs for a little walk before they went to bed. And I was shining the light out there, and all these little bright lights were on the ground and actually went over there and it turned out to be spiders. Yeah, sure. Didn't know, number one, that their eyes glowed like that at night. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So like diamonds. Being on the ground, yeah. should I take measures to keep them out of my house, or are they primarily going to want to stay outside? They don't eat people, Charlie. I know. There's no reason for a spider to be in the house other than getting lost. Those ground spiders that you see outside, and there are a number of species of spider that live in the lawn, in the in the shrubbery, and things like that. And they're all looking uh-huh. for different different environments where they can find something to eat. And insects are hatching out right now that they eat. Mosquitoes are coming, and fire ants are coming, and various things are coming along that the spiders eat. So all of them are lined up out of your lawn <laughs> looking for something to eat. But unless, well, Charlie, you look like a aphid, you're not going to be very much food for them. Yeah. Well, we kind of got a sand lot right now because I don't want to cut yeah. grass anymore in my lifetime. But, uh, <laughs> what? Not going to be many spiders in the sand lot anyway. Huh? There's not going to be many spiders in the sandlot anyway because they're simply well, they're just, just not over going to find pine needles what I, out in the woods where I yeah. filled up to. And, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I used to see them back in Alpharetta at night, too, and I'd go over to the trees and look and never could see one. And saw one last night, but they kind of look like a light brown brown yeah. recluse in a way. So I was Well, just, they're uh, not brown recluse. Let's, let's first uh-huh. knock that down. It's not brown recluse because they don't live outside like you're describing. One of my friends, Charlie, John Lewis was a uh, 4-H club leader, and he would take kids out to his front lawn and tell them he could smell spiders. And he would put a flashlight up by his temple, and he would look around his lawn. And just like you, Charlie, uh, John would uh, see the glowing eyes of a spider, and he'd say, my, my, smell one over. Mm, he'd go walk over to it, and pretty soon he would identify the spider in the grass, and the kids thought John Lewis could smell spiders. They were so impressed. That was the funnest thing in the whole wide world. Thanks for calling. Charlie at 628 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. All righty. There are some hungry people here. Our friend from WSB, David Danzig, has gone to the Woodlawn uh, Chick-fil-A, which is around the corner, to get us some Chick-fil-A biscuits. And they're saying, where's the coffee? Where's my Chick-fil-A biscuit? 
and they are coming. We are broadcasting live this morning from the Pike Nursery at 2900 Johnson Ferry Road, the East Cobb location. Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery is here with me. And in between in the breaks, one of the fun things that we get to do in the breaks is to tell stories to each other and to bring samples. If you have weeds, if you have weird bugs already, if you have something that you just don't know what it is in your landscape, bring it to us. Mickey Gasway will know what it is almost instantaneously. It'll take me a second, and then I'll figure out what it is, whether it's a bug, a weed, a problem. Pictures are great. If you got a picture of the problem as well, that'd be fine. And our phone number, if you can't get here, 404-872-0750. Daryl's in Snellville, Georgia, and waits patiently for us. Hey, Daryl, good morning. Hey, Walter. Um, What's up? A couple of weeks ago, uh, we talked about the uh, rake and the T-shirt with the uh, uh, weed killer on the Bermuda lawn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, mentioned it to my lawn guy, and uh, he emphatically uh, told me that this was not the thing to do. Put enough out in my mind, so I went to the big box, got my weed killer. Uh, they uh, they told me not to do it as well, so I went a step further, <laughs> called Weed Killer Company. Right. They told me not to do it, so... What is going on with these people all arguing with me? Uh, I'm trying to stick with yeah, you, yeah. Walter, but... And then I realized, I think, what the logic was, that the weed killer really doesn't get down and kill that Bermuda because it's theoretically dormant and dead. Uh, all right, let me go back. Let's, let's get kill. this get this back up here. What weed are you trying to kill? Great question first, Daryl. Which weed? Well, a little bit of everything, actually. Well, all right. And the thing you're trying to avoid is hurting the Bermuda lawn, the grass, underneath right. it, right? Right. And so <clears throat> for listeners who have not heard me describe this technique, you can take an old T-shirt. I have some WSB T-shirts right here, and after you've worn them two or three years and they've got mud and holes under the armpits and things like that, you can take a WSB T-shirt, cotton, wrap it around the end of an old rake, and then spray it just enough with Roundup or any of the glyphosate products and wipe it very gently across the top of any weed that's popped up above the Bermuda grass in your lawn. And by doing this, you're wiping the chemical onto a weed, but not spraying it where it might penetrate and get down into the into the Bermuda grass underneath, which is rarely dormant enough to even try doing that. And I'm still not sure why anybody would object to that method of application. It's allowed on the label. So what are we going to say, Daryl? Um, I'm going to go with you this week. <laughs> go with me. It works. It works like a charm. In fact... In the um, agriculture field, many times there are taller weeds than, say, cotton or soybeans, and they use wipers exactly as I've described, except they're a long boom behind the tractor, 20, 30 feet wide, and they just have little cotton rope wicks that go along the boom, and the tractor runs across the field. It wipes the leaves of the weeds, the pigweed or whatever they've got in the cotton field, and um, the, the glyphosate kills the weed, doesn't hurt the cotton because it's not touching the uh, wick. And boom, 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 it works like a charm. All righty. Well, I was worried about the calendar if a couple of weeks made a difference, but I guess the Bermuda uh, still... Let dormant. me repeat one more time. Bermuda grass is rarely, if ever, dormant enough to spray anything on it. Right. I have pictures, which I'm delighted to share with anybody who wants to see it. I showed it at the home show last week of uh, somebody who you could see exactly where this person had walked in his lawn and sprayed the weeds using Roundup, and the Bermuda was dead as a hammer in those places, a little wormy-looking place where he walked here and sprayed, and there sprayed, and over there sprayed, and you could tell exactly where he had sprayed with 
glyphosate product trying to kill weeds in Bermuda and had ended up killing his Bermuda grass, which is not what he wanted to do. Daryl, try it. Try it. You're not breaking any laws. I promise you'll be okay. The police will not come and get you. (sighs) Mercy. If you have a question to dispute me with Daryl or with anybody else about the usage of these chemicals, 404-872-0750. Laura is in Mableton, Georgia. Yes, hi. Good morning. Hey, Laura. Good morning. Yes. So I got my soil test back for the apple tree, and the pH is only 5.2. Okay. So the suggestion of the lime, however, it, it, it's like, okay, to 100 acres, I'm not, <laughs> I don't know how to break that down. I have like a seven, seven square feet area. So yeah. could you just tell me how much I need to put there? And the thing is, I had laid out compost there already. Yeah. Can I just lay it on top of the compost? Let me back you up a little bit, Laura, because uh-huh. our listeners want to know, what is Laura talking about with this pH stuff? And this only takes a trip back into the dusty memory of time. Mickey, you went to 11th grade or 10th grade when we were talking about pH? 8th grade. 8th grade. No. <laughs> she was in the accelerated <laughs> class. Gasaway was in the accelerated class and learned about pH back then. And Mickey, I think, knows very well that any chemical process in a plant, as it is in the chemistry lab, is governed by what the pH, what the acidity level of the soil or the liquid or whatever's, whatever's going on. And so Laura, very intelligently, got the University of Georgia to test her soil, and they said, lady, your pH is a little low for apples to grow. We need to put some lime on there, and lime will raise the pH and make the apples be a little more productive, give you more, give you more fruit. And so, sadly, the University of Georgia still sometimes gives results based on agricultural folk who uh-huh. have hundreds of acres of apples and not the one little apple in Laura's backyard. <laughs> so who you need is somebody like me who can interpret, who knows the language of agriculture and the language of the homeowner. And for Laura, if you say it's about, why do you think seven square feet? Have, yes, what have you measured? seven. Mm-hmm. Why did you measure to make seven square feet? It sounds like an odd number. It is an odd number, but... Right, because it's like five by two, something like that, so... Well, that's ten square feet so far. yeah. Remember back in that math when you learned the area of uh, Mickey Gasway, you multiply the sides (laughs) and the length, and two times five is... So ten square feet. I'm going to say you have ten square feet, Laura. Okay. All right. Now, I also know that approximately 40 pounds to a thousand square feet would be a good rate for for lime it gets you right in the ballpark to raise ph about a point or so so if i say 40 pounds per thousand that means four pounds per hundred which means 0.4 pounds per 10 square feet so i think a half a pound just to rough and radiate a little bit a half a pound of lime which is about half a pint in case you're measuring uh, half a pint of lime, Laura, scatter it nice, nicely around the tree. It's on top of the compost. That's fine. Water it in real good. It may take a year or two before it really changes pH markedly, but eventually the pH will be raised, and you will get more apples. Yeah, and I have a problem finding this dolomite lime because I went to Pikes, and they didn't have that. Yes, so, they do. Yes, they don't we know do. It. But so what? <laughs> Laura, we do. All the lime you find in Pike is dolomite lime. They have, have dolomite lime. I saw agricultural lime. That's it. From E.B. Stone. That's it. Yeah. That's it. 
Okay. Oh, look at there. You need to, we need to train those pipe people, Mickey Gasway. No, it's opposed to hydrated lime. Yeah, That's what hydrated lime is oh, a different okay. commercial. Or you can use the quick lime. It, and oh, it that gives, Pennington works fine, sure. If you look at the quick lime, it'll give you the, um, the rate in a smaller area. That's oh, not okay. a bad idea, Laura. So my, and, and there, it's a small bag. Small okay. bag. Go to Pike and get the Pennington I, Quick Lime. Quick I'll be going lime, back. Thank right. you. Yeah. And have that a great has day. a dolomite in it, magnesium sulfate, and that will give yeah. you what you need. See Good you, luck with it, Laura. Bye-bye. Okay, Laura. See you soon. Thanks for calling. Great <laughs> question. Great question. Using my chemistry background. Woo, Mickey, look at us. And math, too. Unbelievable. Carl is in Atlanta, and Carl has a question about his sapsuckers not doing so good. Hey, Carl, good morning. Well, good morning, Walter. Uh, hey, at man. least I suspected sapsuckers. At first, I thought it was something from outer space. It was such an orderly damage around the, <laughs> yeah, that's right, the tree. It's a great, great to of difference between the two, but go ahead and tell us what the damage looks like. Well, right. it was, uh, gosh, anyways, relatively small, I guess, but, well, about three-eighths of an inch long vertically and okay. roughly uh about two or three sixteenths of an inch uh, in width, and then it had a couple little dots underneath it where something had cut out, removed, chipped out the bark all the way around the main uh, trunk of the tree. And it was in the middle of the tree, and I pruned uh-huh. it the, uh, I guess, the year before where it looked really nice and it had some open areas and stuff. And yeah. and uh, so I said, that is really peculiar, and it wasn't all over hmm. the trees, just as one spot around the middle, and, and it was bleeding sap. Right. And they text the photos to the landscaper buddy of mine. He said it was sapsucker that had done it. And Carl, I was at a, at a party last night, and they had a dessert table. Man, there were some good-looking desserts. They had chocolate-covered strawberries. They had little oatmeal raisin cookies. had all sorts of things. And I got two or three of them. And somebody that was near me looked at that table and said, Woo, that looks good. I think I'll have some, too. And when a sapsucker bangs on the bark of a tree, it makes those little bitty holes, there are squirrels looking over their shoulder thing. What's he got over there that he's licking so so good and looks like he's getting something nice off that tree? Right. I will go get some, too. And the squirrel goes over with his little sharp teeth and gnaws a little bit into the hole where the sapsucker was, giving the exact damage that uh, you're seeing on the, the tree. So the squirrel uh, came along and did the peeling part. And that yeah. chocolate strawberry, quote-unquote, for the squirrel tasted real good. But the squirrel, of course, can do, can do a lot more damage. They can even girdle okay. the whole limb of the tree. And so if uh, you notice much more damage, Carl, it would be well worth your while to get some. This is one of the few times that I say get tree wound paint. But paint it over the area where the sapsucker is banging on there so it sort of deters the sapsucker, but also deters the squirrel from coming in and chewing as well. Well, that, that's exactly what I did. I had some pruning spray yeah, and went around the tree with that. Now, this is the consequence. Now that it's springtime, the tree's budding. Yeah. But there's a major part of the tree, well, a major part, the central part of the tree coming up that's not budding. And I yeah. suppose it's from that damage. Could be. Could be. I mean, so Mickey I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to leave it alone and watch patience. it and see, and what do you advise patience on Patience is exactly what you need. A little, little, you know, another two or three weeks of warm weather just to see what goes on is well worth your time because you just don't know until you've had a nice warm spell 
middle of April actually is when I would wait. I always tell people to wait till the first of May. First of May to see if sure. something comes we'll out that out usually then. gives you. A, and a good and chance. we'll see if the damage is enough to hurt it badly, and maybe not, maybe so. If it is, it won't have any leaves on it. Carl, you cut it out. That's the end of that story. But sometimes trees can recover from remarkable damage. I have a tree in the uh, parking lot of a gym that I go to, and it has been hit by so many bumpers over the years that you cannot believe the damage it's done to it, yet it still has leaves on it, looks reasonably good, and only one little strip of bark here on one side and one little strip of bark on the other side that's enough to get the sap up to the or water up to the leaves it still survives. Unbelievable that poor little tree is able to survive that much damage. Thanks for calling, Carl. we got to go. It's 6.48. We'll be back right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. 30% chance of rain off and on throughout the day. Maybe going to 50 or 60 or so percent tomorrow. Today, the highs in the low 70s tonight, the highs in the low 50s. We're broadcasting live this morning from the Johnson Ferry location of Pike Nursery, and there's a lot of people who just left my audience because the Chick-fil-A <laughs> has just arrived. Chick-fil-A from the Woodlawn Square has donated our Chick-fil-A biscuits this morning, and we do appreciate their patronage. We're giving away a night at Chateau Elan at the inn at Chateau Elan. Couples massage or one person can get two massages. We don't care. The only people who can win are people who come to the Johnson Ferry Pike Nursery. So if you're here, there's a little registration slip you can do over in the corner there. It will pick it around 845 this morning. Let's do from let's talk to Lynn in Vela Rica for just a minute here. Hey Lynn, good morning. Good morning. I have a question about my beautyberry bush. It still has all the dead berries on it. It's just covered with them. Well, if wow. I prune it now, will I be damaging the new crop? Where are no. the birds? The birds yeah, should have eaten every eat one birds. of them. Why do you not have any birds? Well, I have some birds. Well, they're not hungry birds. You're feeding <laughs> no, too many birds. You're feeding them the seeds <laughs> or something. I don't feed because... them anything else. So I don't know why well, they're not eating them. Well, so the answer to your question, yes, you can yeah. pull all those, bur- those berries off with your gloved hand. No problem yeah, there. Yeah, I can, I can do that. Yeah, nothing to it. Do you need to prune it at all? Well, it's getting kind of wild and wooly, but uh, I don't have to. If you wanted to prune, Mickey, guess what? Well, I pruned about, about a month ago because yeah. they bloom, they bloom on new wood. Yeah, and also and so they get sort of rangy looking. Yeah. And uh, this is a horticultural word you may not know, Lynn. It's called scraggly. Uh, <laughs> mine look real scraggly. Scraggly, I know the well, yeah. word well. All right. Well, yours may get scraggly if you don't prune it occasionally. So Mickey has pointed out that they bloom on the new wood, the wood that comes after you prune, the new twigs, the new green growth. Okay, good. So so I won't hurt it then. Yeah, you won't hurt it. Do it it now, though. Do it now. Do it sooner rather than later. We want a lot of new wood this spring. All right. It's great talking to you, Lynn. Let's listen to the chickens for just a minute. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty is the number on lawn and garden. If you have a question about anything, chickens, Mickey Gasway is an expert on chickens. Anything you want to ask about lawn, head, uh, <laughs> house plants, and uh, anything else, shrubs, flowers, trees, call us, 404-872-0750.